everyone. Welcome back to Not Just Gym Girls. I am Vanessa. And I'm Marissa. And today we are going to talk about being into fitness and navigating a busy lifestyle. So I think we've all really heard the term of, you know, we all have 24 hours in the day and we have to get things done. But I definitely think think not everybody has the same exact 24 hours. And, you know, some people are a lot busier than others, right? Some people are navigating two, three jobs, families, like school, full-time jobs, part-time jobs, all these things. And I think it's super important to understand that if you are extremely busy, you definitely still can prioritize your fitness goals and also juggling all other aspects of your life, but also setting realistic expectations and giving you some tips and tricks here today in this podcast to help with navigating that busy lifestyle. I absolutely love this topic because I feel like it's so prevalent in today's society. You know, we have endless to-do lists. We all know that. And there's always so many things to do. And sometimes it can be like, oh, well, I have, you know, to pay attention to work and my relationships and my social life and fitness is just one more thing, right? And instead of rewriting that narrative and saying like, hey, I want to, you know, do something for my health. I need this for myself and especially too in the long term and being able to have these, you know, quick tips and tricks because there's going to be obviously busy your seasons of life that we're going to talk about here as well. And just being able to navigate fitness in a way that fits seamlessly into your life. Yeah, a hundred percent. And like you had mentioned, like when you do have all these things piling up, like, you know, school, work, just family things, relationships, like all these things piling up, it can almost seem like fitness is the last thing you want to prioritize. Something that I personally preach is like, okay, fitness doesn't always have to be the number one priority very rarely is it the number one priority, to be honest, but it should always be like a top five priority, right? Because your health truly is wealth and being able to prioritize yourself and your self-care and your overall health, no matter how busy you are, is going to make everything so much more streamlined and so much more efficient. You're going to feel good and show up so much better in these busy aspects of your life when you are prioritizing your health. I agree. And it's like this analogy that I had used the other day with a client where I'm basically saying like, you are putting pennies into this penny jar and you can think about that penny jar as like your future, right? You may not see like the, what's it called? Like the benefits on a day to day, you know, you're just putting that money away, putting that money away. But then at the end of the day, you see, oh my goodness, I've saved up all of this. And you're basically making these deposits into your health and fitness journey and into your overall life. Um, But we're going to kind of chat about how we can incorporate that here. Yeah, 100%. I use a similar analogy with my own clients where it's like when you go to work, right, you don't get paid that same hour, same day that you're at work, but you're still clocking in, you're still clocking out. And it's almost very similar to your fitness journey where you're not seeing the fruits of your labor right away, right? Like you had mentioned, like you're usually waiting, you know, a little bit to see the results, whether it's weeks, months, whatever, but you are seeing those results slowly. And I think it's super important to be able to understand that just because it's not instant doesn't mean it's not happening. And just even speaking on the busy lifestyles, I know we've both been in places where we've had to juggle a lot of things. And I definitely want to touch on this a little bit just so we can kind of give some context and understand too, like if you're listening to this and you're in these shoes, like we've been where you are and we've made it happen. We're both very lucky now that we have a lot more flexibility, but it is definitely something that we've been through before. And sure, we don't have families or anything of the sort, so not to that level, but definitely navigating, you know, relationships, school, full-time jobs, part-time jobs, multiple jobs at once. Like we've definitely been in that place where it is tough to manage and it is tough to balance. So I definitely want to chat on that as well here. 
Yeah, for sure. I can definitely go first with this one. So at the time I was managing two full-time jobs, which you can only imagine, you know, a lot of times people say one full-time is a lot. One full-time job is a lot. Imagine two, right? And obviously this was my personal decision. No one was, you know, holding me to this, but this is something that I wanted to do just personally get ahead in my professional life. Um, and so obviously this was really, really difficult because at the time I also had a coach and I had a strict protocol in regards to my gut health, right? So it wasn't like I could kind of just like pick up whatever snack or meal that was just readily available, right? I had to stick to this specific protocol while have while just truly juggling like a heavy workload from both jobs. So my biggest kind of like thing that I first want to talk on is like how I was able to set myself up for success. And we're going to touch on these points in further detail as well. But number one was scheduling workouts, right? I didn't go to a week just saying like, oh, I'll work out when I have time. No, that was not cutting it. If I had like a busy, like for instance, I used to do check-ins on Saturdays. So Saturdays was like no day for workout, right? If I... If it had to happen, like it had to happen, but I knew that if that was the case, I could probably only allot like 30 to 45 minutes, right? I couldn't take my, you know, sweet time essentially with that workout. So I knew that like, hey, if I want to do this workout, I have to do it on a day that maybe... I'm off from one of my other jobs, right? One was working five days a week, one was working six days a week. And I had like one day where I had a little bit more free time. So I knew, hey, I can schedule my workouts then. Meal prepping. Meal prepping was something I had to do to set myself up for success. I didn't just go into work and say, well, I'm just going to eat whatever's at the office or I'm just going to order out because obviously that was very just like costly. And also too, I wanted to make my health a priority. I was on that essentially truthfully meal plan at the time where I needed to follow this strict protocol. And if I didn't have those things in place as far as scheduling out my workouts and meal prepping, I would have been screwed and not successful. Yeah, 100%. I definitely think within where you mentioned, like having the two jobs, I remember that point in your life, of course, like when it was very, very structured. And, you know, when you are in this place where you're building your professional life or whatever it may be, you have to be very structured to a certain degree. Like you had mentioned, like scheduling your workouts and being like, if it doesn't happen on this day, it's not going to happen. So even if in the moment you're feeling a little bit fatigued, if you're feeling a little bit like just like unmotivated, right? It's still something where you're like, if it doesn't happen now, it's not going to happen. And I know for myself, when I was experiencing like a really high level of stress and a really, you know, exhausting, busy period of time in my life, I was in my last semester of college and I was working a full-time job online coaching for a company at the time. And I was also in-person training at my town gym. And I was also in school full-time. And I was also having my own like bodybuilding, you know, goals as well as like fitness goals and commuting like an hour away. So it was a very, very stressful time of my life looking back. And it's so funny to look back on that time. And I'm like, how on earth did I do that? And I know you feel a similar way too about like working two jobs. And it's definitely something that just like you, I would have to schedule my workouts and something with scheduling my workouts too. I knew that if I was getting home at 9.30 at night, I was not going to the gym at 9.30 at night or any time, you know, past, to be honest, like 8 p.m. I wasn't going to be getting a workout and like it wasn't going to happen. So for me, what I would rather have done and what I did do at that point in my time in time was I would just go to the gym a lot earlier. And this is something I even recommend now to people that really struggle with being very busy because typically you know, work's not starting at 5 a.m. for most people. So you do have that little bit of downtime if you're able to wake up at the 5, 6, 7 a.m. mark and get that quick workout in before your workday starts. So first of all, you're really setting yourself up for success in terms of just like mental clarity, good energy throughout the day, and just like doing something hard to start your day. It feels so good. And I know we definitely both feel that way. Like being able to start your day with like, okay, 
I checked that box. And now when I get home tonight, I can actually unwind and not have to worry about my workout or that I missed my workout or whatever it may be. And I think that's been a really, really helpful thing for me too. Something at that point in, per- in that point of my fitness journey and period of my life, I would also schedule my workouts, like you said, on days that I just wasn't as busy. So when I was in school for, you know, nine hours and working, like it wasn't realistic for me to be getting a workout in those days. I would always make them rest days. And the weekends when I had a little bit more time, I was able to go to the gym, do other things. And something too, when you had mentioned meal prep, absolutely. Like meal prep saved me so much during that point of time in my life. And not even just like tracking macros because I was in a very flexible point at that time, but just like having food that you know makes you feel good and that's going to bring you closer to your goals like you had mentioned. I know you weren't a strict meal plan at the time, but just being able to be like, okay, I don't have to use like mental energy to know like what am I going to eat today? Because that's exhausting in itself if you're so, so busy and you have these things that need to get done adding to that stress and adding to that mental load of like, what am I going to eat today? Or, you know, do I have this meal prepped X, Y, Z? It it really does pile up. It can add to that stress that you're already experiencing. That's already high. I absolutely love how you mentioned that. And one thing that I know that I've heard and that I've said myself is win the morning, win the day. And I really love that too. Like you mentioned, when you're getting in that workout early in the day, like, yeah, of course, you know, most jobs do not start at 5 a.m. And you can do it. I think a lot of people are like, well, I want to sleep in. Well, at the end of the day, you kind of do have to pick what's more important to you. I'm not saying you have to get five hours of sleep. I'm not recommending that by any means. Minimum of seven hours each night for all my people out there. But I'm saying if you were sleeping nine hours and kind of just, you know, using that sweet time, maybe you're staying up in the at night scrolling on TikTok. I'm not saying that we're not guilty of these things. Sometimes we're not these picture perfect people out here. Um, but, you know, starting to say like, hey, maybe I can cut short my TikTok time by 45 minutes and be able to get up a little bit earlier. So I have time for that workout, right? It's also too about like what you are willing to prioritize because we can give you all the tips and tricks. But at the end of the day, you have to be the one that's saying like, hey, this is something that's important to me and that I want to continue on here. And then another thing that you mentioned too, is just like being prepared with the meals, which I really, really love that, right? Especially too, when you have those meal prep meals. And then I also too will hear the excuse, well, I don't have time to meal prep. Great. There are meal prep services out there right? And truly meal prepping does not take that long when you are baking things in bulk. So basically this is something that I continue to do to this day. I make a huge thing of jasmine rice. I love my rice cooker. It is amazing. I use it so much. And I make a huge thing of jasmine rice that lasts me throughout the entire week. Same thing with like sheet pan veggies. You throw in a bunch of like carrots, squash, um, you know, whatever you may be. Sometimes I'll throw potatoes in there, throw them in the oven, you have sides now for all week. Um, same thing with protein, you know, being able to make these things in bulk because at the end of the day, again, like you have to be larger than your excuses. hundred percent. And even if, you know, like you had mentioned, some people, even if they feel as though they don't have time to meal prep, I even think if you're going to be going out, right. And you're going to have to swing through the drive through or you're going to have to make you know, a pit stop at, you know, a local fast food place or whatever, a restaurant, you can still make those mindful decisions. And I think a lot of times people will fall victim to like, I'm so busy. Like I have to go to McDonald's or I have to go somewhere. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you are making that decision to, you know, go to the fast food, still trying to make a decision that's going to be helpful for your overall health, right? Like I know that we eat fast food, like more than people probably think and being able to make a mindful decision, right? So if we go to Chick-fil-A, like we definitely have the flexibility to go there 
but still being mindful of our goals, right? Just because we're there doesn't mean we have to have a five course meal just because we're there. And I think if you really do struggle with meal prep or cooking or whatever it may be, still making these small adjustments, I think is so helpful. And it's even like a little trick that you can use because a lot of fast food places, I will say they do have options that can be really, really health conscious. Um, and I know we both utilize them every so often. Yeah, for sure. And I think this a lot of times too stems from that all or nothing mindset that I know that I used to struggle with. And I think you used to struggle with as well too, is that like, you know, like you mentioned, we probably do eat out more than a lot of people think. Like I eat out at least two times a week. I know you eat out at least once a week. And it doesn't mean that you can't do those things, right? It's not like, okay, well now on self and fitness journey, I have to just eat at home. I have to have home cooked meals. Not going to lie. Of course, it's going to get you closer to your goals because you know exactly what's going into your foods. However, it doesn't mean that you can't enjoy those meals out like nothing is better than going to a restaurant and having some really great food or even like Vanessa mentioned like fast food on the way I eat Chipotle probably more than I should and that's totally okay and I'm still able to maintain my weight and even make progress towards my fitness goals because of that mindful approach that Vanessa chatted about a hundred percent and I think when you are looking at something like navigating fitness in a busy lifestyle right you have to set realistic expectations for yourself and realistic goals right is it going to be the best progress you've ever made in your fitness journey to be honest, probably not, right? Like if we're being realistic, your stress just being overall higher from just being very busy, that's going to even impact you, right? And the amount of time you have to allocate for meal prep and your fitness goals and your workouts and these things, and like your fatigue might be higher, both mentally and physically. Like you do have to kind of understand that it might not be the best progress ever that you're going to see, but there's also progress to be made, right? And 1% better is still better than zero. And I think that's something that people need to kind of understand within like this really busy lifestyle, you know, especially if you are someone that just does carry a large load most of the time, understanding some people just might progress a little bit faster, but they don't have the same 24 hours that you do, right? And that's okay. And I think it's so easy to get hard on yourself if you're like, I'm pouring so much into every other aspect of my life. My fitness goals have to take a back seat. You know, as long as you're mindful and as long as you're realistic, I truly do think you can still see amazing progress, but you also have to make sure you're being realistic and you're not being too hard on yourself because it's not perfect. I find a lot of people that live this like very busy, very, you know, like structured lifestyle, they're very type A and they're very hard on themselves. So you, if you are already experiencing that and you're even furthering that because you aren't seeing like the same progress as Jenny or Sally or whatever. It's something that can really tear you down and make you really discouraged. But when you set realistic expectations and you're like, okay, I can't go to the gym five days a week, but I can do three. And I I can't, you know, make all my meals, but I can make two a day, something like that. And it sounds so simple and it sounds so easy, but it does really make a huge difference. For sure. Something is better than nothing, like you mentioned. And I think like setting realistic goals and also to like matching your expectations into what you're currently like, what your schedule looks like. I knew when I was working two of those jobs, I probably was not going to make that much physical progress. And I was okay with that. But I also had to match my expectations to like the real the realistic goals that I was setting, right? If I could only train, you know, three to four days a week, maybe I was just like taking a step back and realizing like, hey, maybe I'm not going to be able to give my sessions these all just because I am so much into my work and other things that are going on, but it doesn't mean that I'm not still maintaining my weight. It doesn't mean that I'm not still able to maintain my muscle mass, right? And that's, I think, the biggest, biggest thing. It's like, you have to look at your expectations as well and say like, okay, if I have all of these things going on, I know that I'm probably not going to be able to progress maybe as fast as someone who 
is just a college student and doesn't have any other job and just goes to classes all day, right? Obviously, that's going to be way, way different than someone who is working two full-time jobs, right? And it sounds so simple. And it's like, well, yeah, no dumber. So like, of course, but you would be surprised when you're in it, you still want to be able to make all of these crazy changes, but also to matching that to where you're currently at. A hundred percent. I think this really goes with like the all or nothing mentality too, where if somebody can't do everything, they want to do nothing. And I'm like, that's definitely not the way to be either. Right. So I know we both are huge advocates of like habit stacking and being able to, you know, slowly add these things into your life that are going to progress you towards your goals. Right. So instead of going zero to a hundred, maybe you go zero to 25, 25 to 50, 55 to 70, 80, and kind of just like hang out there. And be okay with that and understand that like that habit stacking, that 80, 90% is going to be way more efficient than 0, 100, 0, 100, 0, 100 for a long period of time. And habit stacking can look like so many things. Like I know for what I recommend is more so like focusing on steps, focusing on protein, focusing on water and focusing on workouts. And these small things that we really focus on like progressive overload and like you know, a very specific step count and a very specific protein intake and macros and calories. Like these are all things that you get, you get to, it's like leveling up, right? Like you first have to hit these markers before you hit those. And I think it's really, really important to understand that everybody starts here. Everybody, even us, like we started here, like with the steps and the water before we went to the macros and training failure. And, you know, you have to work up the ranks if you will. Yeah, for sure. And I think for the listeners too, kind of like also kind of explaining what habit stack is as far as like Vanessa kind of mentioned with these things like water and steps. So basically you would habit stack of something that you do every single day, like brushing your teeth, right? Maybe it's really, really hard for you to drink water. So every single time after you brush your teeth, you also drink a water bottle that's 24 ounces, right? Same thing with your, if you were struggling with your steps, right? Maybe same time after breakfast, every single day, you take a 10 minute walk outdoors, not only to help with digestion, but also focus on getting in those steps, right? And like Vanessa mentioned, it's this habit stack of, of doing these fundamental things and then moving up to essentially the higher levels, right? No one starts off playing baseball at the, in the MLB, right? That would be ridiculous. You start in the little leagues or wherever you're starting, you know, elementary school. I don't really actually know like the, I just know it's like little leagues MLB. I don't know what comes in between. <laughs> um, so with that, you know, kind of just like everyone talks about, like you're not going to just immediately jump up to the most advanced thing, but slowly working your way up here. A hundred percent. And I think this goes really well into our next point too, where like planning ahead will take you so, so far. This kind of goes a little bit with what we were saying earlier, but being able to set yourself up for success. If you wake up and you're like, okay, let's see what today brings. And you know, you have a to-do list of 30 things, you know, your fitness regimen, if you will, or your fitness goals probably aren't going to take much priority if you don't focus on it or if you don't plan ahead. So, you know, being able to, you know, plan your day in terms of nutrition, whether you're tracking macros or not, but just understanding like, okay, in order to perform well at work, at school, in my life, I need to have a breakfast that's filling, that's nutrient dense, that has protein. I need to stay hydrated. I really want to feel good. And I really want to make sure my digestion stays regular. I want to make sure I get some movement throughout the day. Also looking at things like water. And if you, you know, really struggle to drink your water, like you said, having some water flavoring or something along those lines, just to make it a little bit easier on yourself and being able to multitask too, I think is super important. So if you are fortunate enough to work from home, like we are, I know that we both personally multitask a ton. I will work and walk on my little treadmill and that helps me get my steps in and work at the same time. 
And, you know, these small little things, I'll meal prep and like do other things, do laundry, whatever, to kind of check multiple boxes at once and being able to multitask and plan ahead. It helps set me up for success for that day and then into the week, into next week, X, Y, Z. For sure. I think our brains are literally aligned because that was the next point that I wanted to touch on as far as like meal prepping, but then also to being able to fold laundry. Or if I'm listening to a podcast and I want to get up on some like educational content, I will do that while I am cooking or folding laundry or vacuuming or doing whatever else it is that needs to be done. I think a lot of times people think, well, I have to do this thing and then that thing. Well, if you can, I'm not saying you have to multitask and be like talking on the phone and doing something and doing something else, but things that are going to make sense. Like you mentioned, when your food's cooking, you don't need to be standing there while the food's cooking, right? Like, especially when my rice is cooking in the rice cooker, I go off and I do all of these things. Obviously I don't leave my house while the rice cooker's on because that would be irresponsible. But like I'm folding laundry, I'm listening to podcasts, I'm working, I'm doing all of these things. And I think that is so, so helpful. And in that same token, right? Utilizing your environment. I think that is so, so important. Of course, I believe we've talked about on not just gym girls. If not, it's going to be an upcoming episode as far as like support systems and making sure that you have like a healthy support system in your life. But seriously, utilize your environment. Like, especially too, if maybe like you are working late, like I had this with a lot of my clients who like, you know, were living with their significant others and they would say like, I was working late. So then my husband would be able to like make that chicken because I communicated that with him. Like, Hey, this is something that's important to me. Like the chicken's in the freezer. Can you actually just, you know, take it out and thaw it or actually throw it on the stovetop? I'll be home in 20 minutes. It's sounds so, so simple, but it's like, okay, hey, I just helped one thing, being able to take that stressor off my mind with just communicating and utilizing the people around me. 100%. And I think too, with like utilizing your environment, usually if you have a solid support system in your life, they're more than happy to help you out. But asking, there's nothing wrong with asking for help too. Like you had mentioned like, hey, are you able to meal prep this for me? Are you able to, you know, do X, Y, and Z while I get my workout and it'll only be about 45 minutes. And most people, I would say, if you have, again, a supportive system around you, like they're more than welcome to be like, yeah, no problem. Like, can I do anything else for you? And if you never ask, then you will never know. And the worst someone could say is no, right? So like, hey, that's, you know, a conversation within itself, but being able to just utilize the environment, like you said, and we talked about earlier too, like having multiple things going at once, being able to utilize, you know, multiple things at once, like meal prepping, laundry, X, Y, Z. And there is absolutely so much value in being able to utilize that environment too. I think especially if you are able to utilize your work environment, I know for a lot of my clients, like lunches are provided for them or dinners are provided or something along those lines. And you're able to utilize that environment in terms of like, hey, I would love to have this ordered for me for lunch. Like you don't have to eat what everybody else is eating if there's that option on the table or even something to like going to the gym. A lot of gyms, if you do have children, will have like childcare. If you feel comfortable bringing your child to the childcare of the gym, utilize that environment. Like, hey, I can get my workout in. My you know child can be active with and be social with the other kids in the care. I know that one of our gyms has a child care center and I actually, I think most of them do. And being able to kind of utilize that environment can be really, really helpful too. And just being able to maximize your environment, I think is really, really helpful. Yeah, for sure. I completely agree with that. And this is kind of like a side tangent as well, going off of exactly where like brains are aligned here. Um, but I've seen on Instagram as well and other people that I do know, of course, we are not mothers, but if you especially have a newborn, right, and you're finding it really, really hard to prioritize yourself, drop it off at your in-laws or maybe like if you're fortunate enough, you know, to have your like mother or father or friend around, I'm sure anyone would be more than happy to watch your baby for an hour or two while you take that time out for yourself. And I think that's so, so 
important, especially in that new phase of life. A hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. And then the last point here is kind of go piggybacking off thing. Piggy, oh my God. Piggy backing off um, the utilizing your environment is finding accountability. I know Vanessa is my accountability partner for sure. Like not only is she my sister, but she's always also my best friend and being able to like have that accountability. That's maybe not your coach or a, I mean, a coach is a great accountability partner, but what I'm saying is like being able to have these accountability partners as far as coaches, friends, family members, whether it's to get in your workout or to get in your meal prep or just keeping you accountable, even when you're going out on the weekend and you're like, hey, keep me accountable to not have more than two drinks here kind of thing. So I think that's so, so important. And just like finding that accountability. And like we mentioned beforehand, your friends, family, loved ones would be more than happy to support you in this. A hundred percent. I think accountability can take you so, so incredibly far. And I know that you're my accountability partner too, for like doing certain things, whether it's getting my workouts in or meal prepping or showing up on social media or whatever it may be, right? Whatever accountability that you kind of need is super important. And I think there's so many great accountability sources, whether it's like a partner, a family member, a parent, a coach, and being able to communicate with somebody why your goals are important to you, I think is so important too. being like, hey, I want to achieve X because of Y, right? And hopefully your why is something that's actually important to you, not just because you want to look a certain way or whatever it may be, like an actually, you know, physical, not physical, but like an actual tangible reason why you want to achieve your fitness goals, whether you want to be healthier, you want to reverse type two diabetes, you want to, you know, be able to see your grandkids or prevent disease or whatever it may be, whatever kind of goal that you may have for yourself it's super important to communicate those with your accountability partner so they can be like, hey, if you're having a rough day or you're having a bad moment, they could be like, this is why you want to achieve this goal. You communicated this to me. It's obviously important to you. Like, please prioritize yourself. Let me help you in this way. And finding that kind of accountability can take you so far. And even just like from a coaching perspective as well, having somebody that's completely external to your life, if you will, can be so helpful, like completely objective with you, where they necessarily don't know everything that's happening in your life, right? The ups and downs and everything, but they can be like, hey, I understand you're going through this right now. Let's make changes. Let's make adjustments. So they can almost have that objective eye for you and be like, this is what you need to do if you want to reach this goal. If your goals have changed, great. If you want to, you know, do X, Y, and Z instead, great. But if you want to achieve this goal, this is what needs to happen to do so. And I think having somebody outside of your lens of life and outside of your circle can be really helpful too. I think there's a really good way to have like a balance um, and have both of them. I completely agree. Like I know that we both have the same coach. Uh, Kelly, she's amazing. She will be on our podcast soon, kind of like a little bit of a teaser. Um, but she is amazing with, like you mentioned, having that outside source of just like being able to hold you accountable to your goals and help you help support you through some things. I think that is so, so important. And also too, why coaches need coaches and like kind of piggybacking off of what you said too, like when your why is deep rooted, I think that is so important because you'll see so much farther, farther success rather than something that's superficial of, oh, I just want to look better. Like, okay, but why, right? When that why is deep rooted and like you said, reversing type two diabetes or just, you know, maybe wanting to be healthy for generations to come, you'll find a lot more success there. A hundred percent. So I think that wraps up this episode of Not Just Gym Girls. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you made it this far, we really appreciate if you would share us on your stories or even just send us a message and let us know that you enjoyed the podcast. We are already looking forward to the next one. We hope you guys have a great rest of your day, your night, whenever you're listening to this. Thank you so much for the support and we'll chat with you soon.
Catch you guys next week.